Thanks for tuning in to the Sports by Jared podcast. If you like this video, hit the like and subscribe button and don't forget to turn on your notifications. Today, I want to talk to you about Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly from the University of Kentucky. If your team is picking late lottery or later in the first round, these are two players from the University of Kentucky who can really help your team out in the NBA draft. And if your team is, is focused on building in the NBA draft, these are two guys that can help your team in the future. Maybe not as much their rookie season, but in two to three years, you might be talking about potential star players. First, let's get into Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly was the SEC Player of the Year. He averaged 16 points a game on about 40% shooting and maybe about 40% from the three. In every one of the NBA combine drills, he's finishing top two or three in shooting, three-point shooting and free throws. And to win the SEC Player of the Year is a big deal. If you ever watch the University of Kentucky, you realize like nobody really puts up major stats on their team unless they're having a, a down year. So like the year, years when they're not doing well, they'll have a guy like Archie Goodwin who will come in and average maybe like 18, possibly 20 points a game. Um, you know, when Jamal Murray was there, I think he averaged around 20 points a game because I think he was like pretty much one of the only, you know, options outside of, I think, Tyler Eulis, but he was the only NBA option on that team. So when you when you see uh, players like that for U- University of Kentucky, John Calipari always makes them share the ball. So that that means if he went to another smaller school or someplace like Coach, uh, someplace like Duke, he would have got the ball more. He would have shot more. If you look at Duke every year, their top two or three players get all the shots. Like when Zion Williams was there and RJ Barrett were there, they they got like fifteen, almost twenty shots a game. Um, players on Coach uh, Coach Calipari's team never get that many shots because what Coach Calipari tries to do is he tries to get all his top freshmen into the NBA. So when he gets those five-star recruiting, you know, that, that number two or three uh, recruiting class in the nation, he gets he, he puts that, that, that class together and he tries to get all the players to the NBA because he knows when he's, he's trying to recruit the next guy to come into UK – if he can say he has five to ten or twenty people in the NBA, that does better for him than to just say, "Well, we have one or two guys that made it." And if you look at the guys that come out of um, Kentucky, there's a lot of guys that are really good in the NBA. You got Bam Adebayo, you got um, Devin Booker, you got uh, Anthony Davis, you got John Wall, you got Demarcus Cousins. All these guys went on a team. They didn't put up great, big stats in college, but then they're in the NBA, and you can see how they're dominating and, and looking really, really good. The thing uh, about uh, Cal Perry's system is you know you're not going to put up numbers, but the NBA players are going to see it. He's going to have the combine at the beginning of the season that's going to bring NBA scouts to the team. He's going to have high-level talent, but he's he cares about every player that comes on this team, whereas somebody like Coach K – you know, if you're a five-star recruit, but you come and you don't do too well, I mean, and you're not the best out of the three players, like look at Cam Reddish, he's not going to feature you. So Cam Reddish, if he would have went somewhere like Kentucky, he might have been way more efficient. He probably would have put on like 12, 13 points, but he would have went probably top three in the draft because his efficiency numbers would have been better because everybody shares the ball instead of just him having to be the one who shares the ball. So back to Emmanuel quickly. 
Uh, to win SEC Player of the Year is, is obviously a big deal. The SEC has gotten much better since some of the guys like uh, Billy Donovan have got. Billy Donovan has been there. But, I mean, uh, the guy from Auburn, since he's gotten down there uh, and, and, and started coaching, uh, the SEC has gotten a lot better. So um, a team that's looking for a guard, Emmanuel Quickly is about six foot three. He's a great shooter. He's really good on defense. Um a team late in the lottery, I would, I wouldn't put it past the Spurs to trade back down into the first round, maybe late twenty uh, something pick, get Emmanuel quickly in two or three years. This guy's like, how did everybody miss on him? And that's one of the big things about uh, players in the draft is you see, you see a guy, and he's about twenty, he's twenty one years old. He played two years in college when everybody's playing one year. A lot of those guys end up being decent in the NBA, but most of the time, the NBA scouts are looking for all the top freshmen. That's why it's easier now to find better players late in the draft because now um, everybody's looking for the freshman who dominated, and if you weren't the freshman who dominated, then you're automatically going to slip in the draft. Next, let's get into Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey is another talented freshman that went to the University of Kentucky put up pretty good numbers, and he looked really good in the Kentucky uniform. His game reminds me a little bit of not as explosive Dwayne Wade. He has that little, you know, crossover, uh, quick first step, get to the lane. Uh, he he has a really decent mid-range game. Uh, his three-point shooting can definitely be approved on, but uh, because his uh, free throw shooting is pretty decent. I wouldn't put it past him that he'll be able to develop uh, three-point shooting as he progresses in the NBA. If I'm if I'm the Miami Heat later in the first round, or maybe a, a team like the the New Orleans Pelicans picking at number eight, I believe, and then maybe the New York Knicks if everybody's off the board. Tyrese Maxey is definitely a very good option for those guys. Not only is he only 20 years old coming off a of freshman season but he has he has the the ball handling and it seems like he has the work ethic to end up being one of the better players in the NBA and if you're you're drafting and one of the guys from Kentucky drops to you in the 13 range uh, or later you got to go ahead and try to pick one of those guys up because we've seen with Devin Booker, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero even though the stats might not have been great when they get into the NBA and they're not limited to the amount of shots and they get more minutes, the numbers start going out. I'm not saying Tyrese Maxey or Emmanuel Quickly will end up being the next Devin Booker or Tyler Hero. But if I had to put money up, I would say that these two guys have a really good chance of outperforming a lot of the other late first round picks or late first late uh, lottery guys. And not only the not only are those two guys coming out, Kentucky also has Nick Richards and Ashton Haggins. Ashton Haggins, I'm not too high on. I think he um, is a decent point guard. He might be end up being a decent backup. Uh, I think his ceiling is probably an Ishmael Smith type. You know, uh, he's not really a particularly great shooter. He's a de- he's a great defensive player. Um, it looks like he can pass the ball a little. Um, if I'm in need of a backup point guard in the second round, I'm definitely going to give him a look. Maybe not at the beginning of the second round, but if you give me the mid to late second round, I'm definitely getting Ashton Higgins a look. 
Next is a guy like Nick Richards. I know it took him three years to actually contribute in the center position, but if you're looking at centers, normally they take about two or three years to progress and become better anyway, so I wouldn't really put it past him too much. Uh, Kentucky in the previous two years had really good guard play, so Nick Richards wasn't going to be a guy who the team focused around. But again, um, Nick Richards did have big games in his first two years, but I think uh, this year he finally became consistent. Well, I know the NBA doesn't um, really value back-to-the-back basketball players anymore. Nick Richards can be a guy who can provide good defense, block shots, get rebounds, and just be that body, big body when you have a guy like Nikola Jokic or you have you know one of the teams who have the big body centers who are going to play around the rim. I don't know about Nick Richards' athleticism compared to guys like Dwight Howard and, you know, um, DeAndre Jordan, super athletes, or Jared Allen, but I think he has enough athleticism to be a shot blocker, rebounder, not maybe as much of a rim runner as those other guys, but he'll at least be able to put a couple of points from being able to put post moves in or whatnot. So if you're in, in the second round, there's a couple of Kentucky guys, and late in the first round or mid, you know, late lottery, you can get a guy like Tyrese Maxey. I think with the other guys on the board, maybe Tyrese Maxey falls out of the lottery. I'm pretty sure Emmanuel quickly doesn't go in the lottery, but Kentucky has some good guys that every team should be looking for in the NBA draft if they're drafting in the ranges that I discussed earlier. So if you're your team doesn't have an early first round pick, don't put your head down. There's still some good talent on the board. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you like this video, please tune in to the next episode. Like, subscribe, and please leave your comments. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports by Jerry podcast. If you like this video, hit the like and subscribe button, and don't forget to turn on your notifications. In this episode, I want to talk to you about possible late second round picks or second round picks that will help your team. In most years draft, if you're picking late in the second round or maybe early in the second round, mid-second round, you're likely not, your team is likely picking a player that they're going to either stash or probably not going to make the team or probably just picking a guy that's going to end up filling out the summer league roster. Well, this year, due to the summer league probably being cut short due to a shortened offseason and the NBA starting before December 22nd, you can bet the teams are going to be a lot more judicious about picking in the second round. There's a couple of guys in the second round that I think that could be some some good contributors, some score off the bench kind of guys, some some good defenders who develop develop into a three and D kind of player. And there are some guys that who could who actually possess a little bit of a superstar potential, even though most people aren't seeing it. First guy I want to talk about is Marcus Harwood. Well, I don't think Marcus Howard is going to be a superstar. He's your classic undersized, big-time scorer. I mean, this guy's led the NCAA in scoring or been a top-three scorer in the last two seasons. To put it into context, he's a senior, but at his age, he's only 21. If you're looking at prospects with similar age, you're looking at Emmanuel Quickly, Ashton Hagen. If Marcus Howard was 6'3 instead of 5'11, you can almost guarantee this guy would be considered a lottery pick. Not only that, he's he's a great shooter. A team like the Warriors, you know, could get him in the second round, have him come off the bench, play a Quinn Cook Quinn Cook type role. Um, you see, Quinn Cook doesn't fit on every team, but you know, when he was on the Warriors, he would come in, hit a couple of big threes. Uh, on the Lakers, he didn't really fit into their defensive scheme, so they really couldn't play him. 
But uh, Marcus Howard, you know, if he goes to the right team, don't be surprised if he's one of your guys that ends up like a Devontae Graham, able to score off the bench in waves. Uh, while I never think he'll be an all-star, he might not be in the league for 10, 13 years, he will have like a solid, you know, two to three years where he's a big-time scorer. Um, and if he doesn't, you know, last in the NBA, you can guarantee he'll be a big-time scorer overseas. A lot of these guys who don't stick in the league, they end up being big-time scorers overseas. Uh, unfortunately for him, the NBA is fixated on height. Um, fortunately for him, he's a, he's a great shooter, which could, you know, help him out. But with the defensive liabilities of being 5'11", his chances to make it in the NBA are probably not as good as they would be maybe like 10, 20 years ago. Another guy I want to talk about in the second round is Cassius Stanley. Uh, Cassius Stanley is one of the prospects that I haven't seen get a lot of love, but his athleticism, his shooting, his his playing ability is definitely on par with <laughs> what they're looking for in the NBA. While I don't ever see him being a superstar player at, at the worst, this guy's definitely uh, a Gerald Henderson who had what about eight to 10 year career in the NBA? Uh, Cassius Stanley checks almost all the boxes. I guess the only thing he probably doesn't check is just his lateral quickness, his, his, his off the dribble game isn't amazing, but he's still, he still has a pretty good game. I, I wouldn't say he's like on RJ Barrett level, but he has more NBA ready skills than RJ Barrett had. I definitely think by next year, he'll be a more efficient player in the NBA. He's definitely suited more for a number two or three option. Um, but at the same time, he also has potential to be a much better player. Scouts are pretty low on him because I think he's about 21 years old. Putting that into context, Marcus Howard, who I just talked about, has played in the NCAA for four years. He's 21, while Cassius Stanley has only played one season in, in college, and he's already 21. But with his athleticism, his ability to shoot, um, there's no telling what the ceiling is if he goes to the right team. Another guy that I want to talk about in the second round that I think that can be a really good player is Nick Richards. Nick Richards is uh, a 6'11 guy, um, pretty good shot blocker, um, has a low post game. I don't think he'll be you know, a superstar, but I definitely could see him being one of those um, serviceable centers that you can rotate. Um, if JaVale McGee can be a starting center in the NBA, I don't see why Nick Richards can't. Sticking to the center's theme, um, the next guy I want to talk about is um, Kansas center, Ozabuki. He um, had a really good season. I think he was um, on the second team All-American. He was definitely a great defensive player. Um, this guy has tremendous athleticism. At the NBA Combine, he had the highest vertical ever for a center. Um, all of these things are very encouraging because if you're a center with not, without an advanced office of the game, ability to shoot threes, um, being able to dribble, then the next best thing is to be an elite rim runner. Um, if this guy was a, a freshman instead of a senior, we'd be talking about this guy in the first round. Um, we've seen big men like him before, like DeAndre Jordan, go on the second round and end up really good big man in the NBA. Um, I wouldn't put put it past with a guy with that athleticism to be able to stick in the NBA if he can expand his defense to be able to guard perimeter players. We're talking about a guy who can be a steal in the second round. Actually, this draft might be one of those drafts where you might 
want your team to have a second round pick even more than the first round. And I'm not saying like you don't want a lottery pick, but if you're in the late second round and maybe you can trade back and get two second round picks, this might be, you know, the year to do that. Another guy coming out of Duke is Trey Jones. And from unfortunately for Trey Jones, even though he had a pretty good season, he's going to fall because this year has a lot of talented point guards. Even though these point guards didn't produce like everyone expected, there's a lot of guys with potential um, point guards going in the first round. Just to name a few of the fir- first round point guards that are coming out, um, you got LaMelo Ball, you got Tyler Terry, you got Tyrese Halliburton, you got RJ Hampton. You got um, Cole Anthony. All those guys coming out this year is, is going to push a guy like Trey Jones back. But Trey Jones is, is a lot um, more experienced and ready to contribute now than maybe a guy like Cole Anthony, even though three or four years from now, Cole Anthony is going to be a better player. This, These are um, great guys to fill out your roster. If you're uh, already a championship team or you're a playoff team, adding guys like this help deepen your rotation, help push you in practice. You love seeing guys like this come out. Another guy that I'm really um, looking forward to seeing in the league and I think can do something is Reggie Perry. Reggie Perry had a, had a really good season in uh, Mississippi State. Uh, he definitely improved big time from his freshman season to this year. Guys like that, you, you love to see a guy who improves from his freshman to his sophomore season. It's a big deal. To That just shows that he has work ethic. And um, when you're picking the NBA, sometimes it's not just talent. It's the ability to get better. And he's definitely shown that. So definitely if your team is picking in the second round, you should get excited for this draft because a lot of times when they say it's a weak draft, that means that there's some high-end role players coming in the second round. And there's some guys in the second round that might end up being, you know, better than some of the first-round pick. You might not get your Steph Curry or um, Zion Williamson or LeBron James, but you can definitely get possibly your next Draymond Green or guys like that who potentially can be Hall of Famers, but they're just not going to lead your team in scoring and they're not going to be your highest paid player. But that doesn't mean that you should look at the draft like it's it's not going to work out for your team. Great teams win in any draft because they have great scouting departments.